Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward draft coverage. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, like all-time NCAA scoring leader Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and many of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round picks. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Volume. It's Chris Mannix presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed, and there's no better place to get into the action than with FanDuel. There are so many sports to bet on, like the NBA, college basketball, PGA Tour, and yes, boxing. Every Saturday, bet boxing with me. Doing well these last couple of weeks, so stick with me. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. So download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21-plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas City Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome back to another Boxing with Chris Mannix. As always, you can listen to the show live on the AMP app. Just follow Chris Mannix on AMP.
There is a debate raging right now on television, on podcasts, on social media about the MVP voting in the NBA. Specifically, as we come down to the final month of the regular season, uh, the voting for this year's MVP, where there are probably three uh maybe four top candidates uh, for that award. And in general, I feel like there has been some attacks on the voting and the voters over the last couple of months about the process. Some of them can be dismissed rather easily. I mean, I, I don't want to get too deep into what Kendrick Perkins said on ESPN about race and, and voting because of race. His take was pretty quickly dismissed after, you know, when he pulled his stat out of his ass about 80% of NBA voters are white and ESPN had to apologize on air uh, because of that. I don't look at that take as being anything that I want to jump into. But Nick Wright, who is the host of First Thing First uh, on Fox Sports 1, the What's Right podcast, he has been making some points that have bothered me. Okay, well, real quick, before we get to hi, Chris, thanks for having me on. Before we get to the points I've made that have bothered you, can we spend two minutes on the Kendrick stuff for a moment? Okay, Is yes. That okay? What? Yes, I know you talked a little I, bit can, about this on Colin's show, but let, let's, can, yeah. Can, let me ask you this. Do you think that the NBA world, fans and media, mostly fans, but throw media as well, would have been quicker to recognize that Alex Caruso is an awesome player if he wasn't a prematurely balding white guy? Because I do. Do you think that sometimes white players get reflexively dismissed at times, not because people are out-and-out racists, but because of preconceived notions or whatever, and that the average white player gets treated like they're a below-average player until proven otherwise. Do you think well, that happens? No, no. Well, you're assuming kind of a fact, not an evidence. I don't think Alex Caruso is an awesome player. I think Alex okay. Caruso is a useful player who can defend a couple of positions and is a valuable player uh, on a sure. championship team, which awesome. I don't think anything has to do with. I, I think of Alex Caruso in kind of the same ways I thought about Malik Monk last year with the sure, Lakers. In I, kind maybe, of the same ways that I think of Malik Beasley right now with the Lakers. Sure. Maybe awesome was the wrong way to put it. My The point that I was trying to lead to is, while I understand JJ got very upset uh, because he didn't understand the difference between saying race might be playing a factor and calling people racists, I do think, I believe, that our evaluation of basketball players at times, cuts both directions against non-black players, which is, I think, the app, the typical white player gets downgraded a bit in the view of the average fan, and I think that the great, undeniably awesome white player sometimes gets a few extra bonus points. I think we have a long history can document that, and I do think that is not calling anyone a racist. And so in just in defense of Kendrick, I think that there we it is his point that once once we have a guy that is undeniably great, if they're white, that sometimes they get a few extra percentage points credit 
I think we have a long history of that. And I think Nash benefited from it. And I think maybe Jokic is, but if we remove race entirely from it, we can still have this discussion. But I didn't want to just dismiss. I thought Kendrick got accused of calling people racist when he was not calling people racist. In there my was opinion. An, there was an implication. Look, you can't come out and say inaccurately that 80% of the voters are white and not at least plant the seed that race is involved in the discussion. But, of, but, hold, but there's a difference between the, the, the analogy I used on my podcast today is and I do my podcast with my son who is black. If someone sees us together and says, I saw you guys doing the podcast. I had no idea that's your dad. Race is a huge reason why they didn't think I'm his dad. But that that is not at all a racist thing to assume. Do you follow me? Sometimes race I plays a factor you. without the people being racist. But I don't I know that's not why you brought me on. You no. brought me on because of the things I've said that are yes. incredibly unimpeachably accurate and you don't know <laughs> what to do with them. Here's my biggest problem, and we can get into the minutia of what you said and and and, and your point specifically. I know that you prepare fastidiously for your show. You are extremely prepared every morning, now every afternoon, for every podcast that you do. What you've been doing over the last month, and I first heard it when you filled in for Colin on The Herd, yeah. And I heard you talking about it a little bit with Colin earlier this week. What you've been doing is you have been implying and in some ways even calling the people that vote for MVP lazy. And you have been implying that yeah. the people that vote for MVP are not doing the kind of diligence they need to do yeah. for a vote like this. And I, yeah. look, I have been a voter for the better part of a decade. And look, you do a lot of reporting on your show. Like you will make phone calls to people sure. to try to bring some sourcing onto the show. This has been a position that you've taken for several weeks now. You've talked about this topic. This has been a pressing yeah. topic on television. You have taken this position and maybe you can tell me, but I don't know that you've reached out to one actual voter to discuss the process. You haven't reached out to me. I could tell you my process. In fact, I'm real quick. I'm going to tell you my process because okay. when the end of the season comes around last week, last two weeks, putting aside the buildup to it, right? Like, so I go to dozens of games every single year. I watch hundreds of games every single year. I don't watch every Nikola Jokic game in the same way. I don't watch every Joel Embiid game. Yeah, me neither. Can't of course. It. You can't yep. do it. What I also do though, is I've got a whole slew of NBA people that I talk to, converse, text, whatever, on a regular basis. And I will send message to them. And I will say simply, who would you vote for MVP? It's not a poll. I, I don't vote. I don't take numbers and vote on the outcome. But I take note of what they say and how they say it and their argument. And I factor that into sure. my decision to vote for MVP. So I did take offense and I was insulted by the idea that you were putting to the people that watch you on TV, the people that follow you on social media, that voters kind of just get to the end of the season, look at the Raptor rankings and decide who no, to vote. I, well, okay, that that well, was the implication, Nick, whether okay, you, whether you think it or not. No, 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 no. The, okay. So it wasn't just the Raptor rankings to be fair. Uh, but 
The I don't think people are. I didn't call the current voters lazy. I never said it. I called them arrogant. And that I stand by. The cousin of it. That That's kind of a cousin. No, of no. I, I, I mean, those are, I, I'm, I don't know. No one has ever called me lazy about anything. Everyone has always called me arrogant. So I don't know if they're, if, how related they actually are. So you, I am not doubting how much people watch or any of that. I am questioning whether or not the current crop of voters believe all that they have it right and every other era generation of voters have it, had it wrong because in order for this guy to win last year they had to say nope winning not as important as everyone else has always said it is and this year they have to say nope everything is siloed it is one year in time snapshot no history matters because we have seen we, we, we have seen so many great players win back-to-back and then be essentially deemed ineligible the third year. And this current group of voters is saying they were wrong. That the, the voters who did that, some of whom are the same voters that did it to Giannis three years ago, we have it right, they have it wrong. I find that galling. And I, I would also say this. The current group of voters. Do you when you're calling making these phone calls, when you're talking, in fact, I will just ask you directly, is Nikola Jokic the best player in the league? I'm not asking about MVP. I'm not, I'm asking, is he the best player in the league? No. Okay. If we just go to back to back MVPs, so Wilt Russell, best player, best player. Kareem Moses was at least arguable. Some would say no, but he was the best player then on the greatest team ever. Uh Bird, Magic, Michael, Duncan, not leaving anybody out. Le- Nash, set him aside. LeBron, LeBron again, Steph, Giannis, now Jokic. So that's 12, th- now 13 names. 11 of them, if you did a straw poll, is he the best player in the league? Would have won it. Nash m- probably wouldn't have won it. And now Jokic. So again, you're, last year, you guys changed, you guys said, we know better. You don't have to be the best player in the league. Okay, hold you on, hold on. To, I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to jump in on that. J- just for, for context here. Two years ago, I voted for Jokic for MVP, his first MVP. I thought sure. he was better than Giannis that, that year. Simple as that. That's not Giannis was what coming off the two straight. I thought Jokic was better than Giannis. I thought others were better than Giannis too that year. I thought Jokic's primary competition in that 72 was game Embiid? season was Embiid. I sure. didn't vote for Embiid because Embiid played 51 of those games. Yep. And games played matters. Even in a 72-game yep. season, 51 was uh, just too little. Right? So the following And I said, season, if you remember that year, I was advocating for Chris Paul. Yeah. There I was wasn't a lot, advocating I, I don't, for Embiid. Was, I don't yep. think there was voter fatigue when it comes to – I don't think there was a standard set when it comes to Giannis. I don't think oh. Giannis played to that level that year. Oh, I, I don't think, think he I, was on that, that just, same level. While I didn't vote, wouldn't have voted for Giannis, I think what was being held against Giannis was the playoff flameouts. Yeah, but I you, think you just said you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you just said you wouldn't have voted against Giannis. So you were having the same mm-hmm. mindset everybody else was, not to vote for Giannis. Because it, he wasn't- yes, but for me, it was because of the playoffs. But I, but just so you know, I would have voted Chris Paul because if, if, if you're going to, you can't, in my belief, and again, all of the history of voting belief was 
first of all, you can't really win three in a row under almost any circumstances. But if you're going to, you better also be winning championships along the way. So Giannis, to me, went into that year de facto ineligible. I know people get mad at that, but I, but also a lot of the people who are now voting for Jokic. We heard the pod. We heard them talking about that with in regards to Giannis. But go ahead. So la- I interrupt you. So that last year, you voted year Jokic. so two years ago, I voted Jokic the 72 game season. Last year, I voted Embiid because yep. Embiid played 68 games. He was dominant on both ends of the floor. And as far as intangibles go, I gave Embiid a lot of credit for navigating the Sixers through that car wreck that Ben Simmons drove sure. them into. Like, I thought he deserved something, a plus yep. because of that. But to go back to, to two year, the year before that, Jokic, or sorry, even last year, last year when Jokic did win, even though I didn't vote for him, he did win. Mm-hmm. I think... A lot of people gave him credit because he played outstanding. And even though the Nuggets were not a top three team, take a look, Nick, at the guys he was playing with. Yeah, Did you it. Do you see the guy? Hold on. In game five of that series against Golden State, they got beat in the first round. Golden State eventually won the title, so they, they got beat by the best team that was out there. In game five of that series, the last game, Jokic started the game with Jeff Green, Monty Morris, Aaron Gordon, and Will Barton. Like, what? who is winning, at least no. at a playoff level, against a champion, against the eventual champions? Who okay. is winning? Oh, but that is where like the that. logic gets circular, and that is what is so frustrating. Everyone says you can't hold the first-round loss against him because it came to the Warriors, which is why it behooves you to not play the Warriors in round one which is why we don't give the MVPs to six seeds because they likely will get bounced in round one because they're playing an excellent team. And so I don't, the and I understand you didn't vote for him last year. And last year I or I advocated last year for Luca because everyone's, everyone's talking supporting cast. Luca was without his second best player, Tim Hardaway Jr. Now Jalen became a second best player and that team won more. And do I feel vindicated that the two guys I've had the last two years, one of them in Luca, made the conference finals, beating the one seed Suns, and the other one, Chris Paul, swept Jokic's team out? Yeah, a little bit, but I, but it is, it is to me, there, there, there. We keep moving the goalposts, and you said at the top of the show. There are three, and then you said maybe four. I don't know who the fourth would be. To me, Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis have separated themselves. I was, you know, I'm, give, I'm giving Luca a puncher's chance in the final twenty games. If or they go on, a, yeah, sure. go on a okay, street, that's fair that's enough. It. It, it, they'd have to go like twelve and three or something yeah. to get the yeah. record up there because uh, yeah. his numbers are unbelievable. Yeah, and Luca was my preseason pick, but it you know, they haven't won enough. But to, what was so frustrating to me, and you asked me something earlier that I'm not trying to skirt. Like, did I call a lot of voters? I did not. My, I was reacting directly to Bon Timps' column. The, and the fact that it was not close. And that is what, to me, is where, whether it's what Perkins brought up, the history stuff I brought up, I to me, everything should be looked at. If in a year where Embiid is averaging more points than anyone has averaged in 40 years, not named Jordan, Kobe, or Harden, when Giannis has the best record of all of them, right? And when both of those guys 
are demonstrably better on one end of the court. To say it's a runaway, to say it's a route, to me, to get back to your original point, does make one think that the advanced numbers, which are not a perfect science, are having a wildly disproportionate impact on this discussion. I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's that's not, undeniable. It's not, it's not a hot take, but one thing I think that has to be worked into this conversation that we're having on March 9th is that you know Tim Bontemps asks voters you know, for their top five, I think it's January, February, late January, probably. I have to go back and look at my text messages when he actually asked me for my top five, when he asked everybody. It takes a while to compile them, all that. That was before the 15-game winning streak by the Bucs. That was before they jumped into the top spot in the Eastern Conference. I guarantee But it's when that. I started talking about it. It's when it's when I made you mad. So, right. yeah, but go But ahead. this was all before. But this was before the Bucs were on a tear when we voted. This was before the Bucs went crazy and got the top spot in the conference. I guarantee you, if there was a new straw poll taken right now, dead heat at, at best, a dead well, heat between Giannis and Jokic right on. now for the top spot. Well, if that's – I'm going to check real quick. If that's true, then you can make a lot of money. Or you can't because you vote on it, so you're not allowed to um, gamble on it. But it, let me just check the latest MVP odds. And I'm not acting like Vegas is – uh, unfallible, infallible, but I do believe that uh that Jokic is still he's minus two sixty, and Embiid and Giannis are four to one or seven to one at the one that I'm looking at. Don't quote me on maybe that's changed mm -hmm. a bit in the last you know in the last day or so. It so the odds makers say he's overwhelming, and so again maybe it would be a dead heat, but. Can I ask can I ask you a question as a voter? Mm -hmm. Because I I I'm really not by you. I'm really sick of being lectured on it. This is a regular season award and it's about this season and this season only because again I, I'm just basing on how we've done voting in the past. And in the past it does say everyone saying it's just a regular season award and it's about this season this season only, implies that every single person starts the year in the exact same spot in the MVP race. And I don't believe history tells us that's true. I think that the, that this year, in a weird way, I think Embiid probably started 10 bases ahead of the pack because it's like, man, this guy's finished second in back-to-back -back years. He's close, right? And I think mm -hmm. that Giannis finished well ahead of the pack when it's like, dude, since he last won an MVP, he did win a finals with a 50-piece, and he hasn't won it since. And, you know, so there's different things, right? Let's say Jokic wins this year, and let's also say the Nuggets, they're definitely going to be the one seed. They get worked in round one, okay? Should that have any percent impact on his ability to win a fourth straight next year? No. Okay. Okay. Well, then, then we we can't agree. If you no. truly do, uh, you're saying no, it shouldn't. Would uh, it? Would it? Probably. If if your scenario plays out, it probably would. But you don't it think probably it should. would. Impl I don't think it should. I think we are told 
to vote on this award as a regular season award. We're told that. It's 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 how we're supposed to vote. But so I thought I there was no there was no per, I thought there was no definition of valuable. There's not a definition. No, but it's a it is billed as a regular season award. Well, it, th but that's just because. Hold on a second. That's just because the voting, you guys submit your ballots before, before the before yes. the playoffs. Right. I understand that. I can't assume I something's going to happen. Like I didn't know two years ago that Giannis was. Is going to barrel no, through the Eastern Conference I'm not and win saying, a championship. No, of course. And I'm not advocating that the league MVP should be the guy who plays the best in the playoffs. Now, if they want to have a playoff MVP award, I think that's kind of a fun idea. Not necessarily. It's a little different than finals MVP. Like, as a for instance, like in 2018, LeBron's last year with the Cavs, he could have been playoff MVP. You know what I mean? Even though he wouldn't yes. have been finals MVP. Separate thing. What I'm, what I'm saying is that... If, and I'm not saying this is Jokic because, and this is what is frustrating for me, is P I, and I've done some of this to myself and some of it has been to me disingenuous other media members tarring me, but fair enough. I have been painted as if I think the guy stinks. Like I think he's an average player. I think he is undeniable. At worst, one of the eight best players in the sport probably one of the six best. And if you incorporate injury risk, he skyrockets to one of the three best. You know what I mean? Like that's where the, and so that's where I, that that's where I have it. But I do think there has been, because it's not like his numbers, the old school numbers are off the charts in any way except for assists for his position. Right? It's the, the, the in a league where we're seeing more guys score 30. Hell, we've had two guys score 70 this year. He's averaging in the mid-20s per game. His rebounds are great, but Giannis and Embiid are right there with him, or if not ahead. The assists, and yes, the efficiency is eye-popping. It's like he's DeAndre Jordan field goal percentage despite not just dunking the ball which has intense value. But it also, if you talk to, which I know you do, guys, smart guys that run teams, they will tell you some of the publicly available advanced numbers have a couple major flaws. One of them is they don't distinguish contested rebounds from uncontested rebounds, and that's a huge part of value because it ends the defensive possession. And the other one is it efficiency is wildly important while also being able to recognize, are you the guy that gets the ball at the end of the shot clock to bail your team out, which doesn't really happen to bigs, right? That, you know what I mean? That's more, that needs to be separated there as well. And so when I brought up the advanced numbers, if 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 folks want to make the advanced numbers case, I just want to know, are they truly standing by the advanced numbers? The advanced numbers that say, for a career, Jokic is a top three player ever. Do Does anyone actually believe that? If they I don't think advanced numbers should, should be part of the equation. It okay. should be the equation. And my my point is, the only way to justify him winning last year 
was the advanced numbers. It's the only. It's it's way. not the only way. It's I, I, again. Last year. I didn't vote. I didn't vote for him. But how I think voters probably saw it was you had a guy that played the entire season without Jamal Murray, almost the entire season without Michael Porter Jr., who had a collection of very average players around him put up astonishing numbers and kept his team, I think, what were they, the sixth seed in the postseason? I think they looked at Jokic in the same way they looked at Russell Westbrook years ago. I think that was the impetus to vote for Jokic this time around. Again, I didn't do it, but I think that's why people voted for him. But when you say astonishing numbers, I am here to tell across you, the board, across the twenty seven, like including including fourteen the, the and eight, stuff. is not astonishing. Twenty seven, fourteen, and eight is great. It's like, of uh, it's gr- uh, no, no, it's great. Maybe again, this is now semantics. Semantic, astonishing yeah. to me, I, it's not like the from the pure counting stats. Russ's triple-double season, which, again, I wouldn't have voted for him that year. That was pretty astonishing numbers. It's like he averaged the first triple-double in 50 he years. Got, and he, got he got credit, too. He got credit because the negative Durant bounce left went him. to Durant, and he got the positive bounce from that. A hundred percent. But I just – it here's – my, here's my other part of it, that maybe you're going to tell me should not play a factor. And maybe this is why I'll never have a vote. I – some of the folks who are adamant that no, 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 he is the best player in the league. He, you know what I mean? He is sure seem to be nervous for the Nuggets this postseason. And it's like, well, you have the best home court advantage in the entire sport because of the altitude. That's over 40 years of data we have that the 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 Denver teams have a unique home field advantage across sports. You have that. You have the Jamal Murray, I understand people are like, oh, he's never made an all-star team. Yes, but he has scored 50 in a postseason game. Jamal Murray is a legitimate number two. Uh, Aaron Gordon is a more than legitimate number three. And Michael Porter Jr. is as good of a fourth option, at fourth option, as any team has in the league, right? Like, I don't even know. I guess the Suns, when Durant's healthy, Aiton is the only other fourth option that would come close. He's not even really an option. Like, it's a different set. You have all of that. You have a Western Conference that everyone agrees is the most wide open West we've seen. But the reason everyone says it's wide open is because no one believes in the one seed with the three-time MVP. That bothers me. That, to me, should be a hard stop moment of, wait a minute. Wait, you, guys, we are re... And this is where the history of it, to me, matters. It matters that the voters had the foresight after Nash won those back-to-back and then that third year had his best season that enough voters were like, no, no, we're not doing it again. Like, do you like do you think that was a mistake? Because I think that was smart. I think it, 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 it helped save this award that, to me, is the only award in professional sports that truly, really has historical value and matters. The NFL MVP has some weird ones. A damn kicker won it. Like the, the, the baseball, you give out two of them, and then pitchers get their own thing. This award is the most important award, and it is a great artifact for history of, it almost tells you more about the league than the list of champions does. 
in almost in different ways, but those you get if you give me the list of champ finals and the list of league MVPs, I can tell you 90% of NBA's history. I, I would say one thing though. You you I think it was with oh, when you're hosting Colin's show, you suggested, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, that the diversity of the voting should change. Not the not racial diversity. Not racial diversity, but including more former players, things like that. Um, I, I don't know if we, you probably did see it, but when the athletic went out and polled a whole bunch of retired NBA players and asked them who the best player in the NBA is, it was LeBron number one and Jokic number two. So a whole dozens, if not hundreds of retired NBA players, guys that purportedly know the game voted Nicole Jokic number two. So in the best, I player was not, game. I was not, but I was not advocating for more former or current players to have votes. I actually am advocating for the votes to be anonymous. Oh, no. Pass. Can I can I make the argument sure. for it? Yeah. I think that because everyone now know because everyone knows their vote is going to be public, there is a pressure towards hurting and groupthink. And I think that if it was with here are the hundred voters, but the ballot the way it was a few up until recently, right? Where we knew who the voters were, but everyone But how how was, does that fit the narrative of look, nobody knows who votes in Tim Bontemps poll. That's an anonymous poll. And it's still no, favors it's still favored Yoko. Right. Well that's because I think those people tell me if I'm wrong the vast majority of them are actual voters and they're, they're not all gonna... voters. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. So I thought it was just most, but all, I think there's I an don't assumption. Think... You don't know till the end. Most people know they're going to vote who have voted in the but past. You don't know if you get voted. MVP you or not. Or... It's probably right. 90 plus percent are actually voters. Sure. Exactly. I think those people respect Tim and appreciate Tim and aren't going to tell him a name that if their vote was due that day, they wouldn't be submitting. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that, but my point is, I think when there is massive pressure from the alleged smart basketball media that I simply don't think is that smart, some of it, uh, I mean, the, 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 a first cousin of this is I've had, I had to listen for four years that you're a casual if you don't see how great Rudy Gobert is. That you simply don't understand the sport if you don't recognize how much more valuable he is than Donovan Mitchell. That you don't see that no, 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 he actually unlocks things for them. And what he unlocks for them is early vacation. And I and, and eventually people laid down their swords on that. But a lot of the same, you know, I, I, I look at my stats that I've created media swore that those of us that just from, can we define it? No, but we've watched basketball our entire lives. And you know that if you're seven foot two guy, you cannot ever give the basketball to at, at when push comes to shove, you're going to be fucked. And we were just told, Nope, you don't get it. And I, I, the point I was making about the anonymous part is, I think there are a lot of people who don't have the stomach 
totally understandably, to be criticized or ridiculed by the allegedly smart people. And because of that, when all of the allegedly smart people say this is the right answer, if you know your your questionnaire is going to be public, you fill it out accordingly. I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I'm not like, talking about you in that No, regard, I know, but I don't but, know if I buy that for the media writ large. It, it just it, – it, it places a greater sense of importance on an MVP vote. It is – a responsibility for somebody in this business, but you're not being handed the nuclear launch codes here. You're being asked to vote for MVP, and the backlash is Stevie126 on Twitter that might be slapping you around. Like that, I don't buy it. I don't think that. I think that transparency is incredibly important. Otherwise, you might get some agendas also furthered. You've got people let, that vote for this in local markets that might be inclined to vote for their guy in their markets so they can tell no. their guy that they voted for him. No, that definitely is is a concern here. But I do think that we know across life that at times anonymity leads to greater honesty than being like there are there, there are if we were to I let me I'll try to use an example without getting anyone in trouble. Uh I'm not thinking of a good one, but there are questions that I could ask Chris Mannix and say, hey, I'm going to, you know, there's a reason people ask to go off the record. There's a reason people ask to go yep. on background. And there's a reason sometimes you get what is the more socially acceptable response if your name's on it and you get the more honest response. Otherwise, I don't think it's ridiculous to say you're right. It's not as important as these other things that you might have some people just be like, man. I am not giving this fucking guy three of these in a row when I haven't seen him in the finals ever. I don't care what the numbers are. And I would be okay with that because... Yeah, but I, I think you've got to explain. You should, like, whether it's in a column or a podcast or on TV, you should be able to explain your vote. If you can't explain and justify your vote, you shouldn't be voting. To me, it's as simple as that. One, one other thing. Look, you... I don't even think it's subconsciously, but you do hold... Jokic's playoff failures the last couple of years against him. You, you yes. as a as a great player, you hold that against him. Yes. I would just say that I think you have to look at each one individually. I, I look at the one two years ago, and they Is that lost the one Jamal, where he got thrown out of the final game. That he did, yeah. That okay. but they lost Jamal Murray right mm -hmm. before the end of the regular season, torn ACL. They mm -hmm. beat Portland in the first round, and then they lose in the second. I don't look at that at Jokic as underachieving and the Nuggets underachieving that year. Last year, they get beat in the first round, five games, could have been better, but I just named you the list of guys that he played with in that playoff series. I don't think he underachieved and that team underachieved at all last season. This year, we're in sync on this one. If they get beat by the Lakers, the Clippers, the Thunder, whoever winds up in that number eight seat after the play-in dust is settled... No. And they get if they get beat in the second round, I hold it against Nikola Jokic because this is the first time, the very first time in Jokic's NBA career that I think he has championship caliber players around him, and that's what it's about. LeBron, he doesn't win unless he has great players around him. You look at what happened in the playoffs two years ago. Anthony Davis no. goes down against Phoenix; they lose right. that series. Hold, hold Feed on. 
great pieces around you to succeed and achieve greatness. You need, yes, you need great, uh, uh, you need great players around you to win a championship. It's why, uh, I I hope history remembers Dirk as fondly as I do because he won a championship without another. It won the whole thing without another great player. With Very him. rarely Jason does that happen. It, 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 Dirk might well, be Gian, the only. I mean, Giannis example. did it. Giannis did it. A couple oh, Giannis! Years ago. That yeah, wasn't no, no, a great no, uh, no, no, no. That's what I was. I was about to mention him as well. Right? But I mean, up to that point in time, exactly right. You can make the finals as a one-man show. Usually get dusted, but we've seen it. Uh, and I, the, part of my frustration around this has been what I have viewed as a double standard of we are giving Jokic the accoutrement of the best player in the league, and then if you hold him to the standard, we have held every other best player in the league, you're, it said you're being unreasonable. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Because when LeBron won back-to-back MVPs and had already been to a finals before he was a champion and they lose in round two in seven, six, pardon me, to the Celtics, that is hung around his neck as he quit and, and, and all of it, you know why? Because he's the best player in the league. When Kevin Durant is, is seven years removed, eight years from winning an MVP, and they lose in round one last year, it is called the biggest failure of his career. When Giannis, the year he wins his second MVP, loses in round two to Miami. He is called a playoff choke artist. Oh, well, Nick, you can't compare Jokic to LeBron, Giannis, and Durant. I fucking agree. But everyone else says he's better than them. He's winning the awards that say it. So it's a weird thing because you agree with me, I think, that, well, yeah, you can't hold Nikola Jokic to the standard we held LeBron to. or the No, standard but I think we- he's, he's going to be held to that standard, Nick. Let's see. Six months. Let's see. I, this is where this is one of those we don't know because it hasn't yeah, happened sure. yet. But I'm telling you, I will. I know other voters will. If he gets smoked in the first or second round with that team and that talent around him, okay. he will be hammered. Maybe not like but, LeBron. LeBron was different. LeBron. LeBron's different. Like, sure. I mean, he, but like Giannis. Like, he's the one guy, Nick, that, you know, voters definitely punished him in 2011. Not for anything he did. It was for for the decision. For they punished him, yep. and they said, Derrick Rose, here's your MVP. Great year, Derrick Rose, but LeBron deserved the MVP of that course. year. LeBron's on a different level. I think that Giannis, that Jokic, will be treated just like Giannis if they flame out this year. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you think it's going to go. Be I don't know. I feel like or... he's already. I think the media, it's weird, because I mentioned him getting thrown out of their final playoff game right there. I don't. I think most people have memory hold that. That was your league MVP who didn't finish the season with this team because he got kicked out of the game because of a flagrant. That was a bad and then, and And then the very next year, when we rewarded him as a six seed at the end of the year with another league MVP, he, he gave 
the Morris twin whiplashing into this season. And if you're telling me, you you remember what I'm talking about, right? I do. I also know Marcus Morris. Marcus, many players have said Marcus Morris or Marquise Morris. Marquise shouldn't have done what he did beforehand, too. No, no, no. I agree with that. But again, do you think any other multiple time MVP that would have gotten the lack of, of coverage or reaction. Now, maybe the answer is that's because we just don't talk about him. He's not polarizing, whatever it is. I don't know. But I think there are a few things that are like, wait, what? The guys you're you're I think I think you I think you're kind of LeBron is the only one I think we talk about it with. Like Giannis just did that stupid thing where he shot the ball at his own rim intentionally trying to miss. Nobody really cared. Nobody beat up on him for it. Sure. Nobody really do you think that was a padding. do you think that was a shot at the MVP? Ah, uh, that that's that's asking to be to dig into the psyche of Giannis. I think Giannis knew he was a rebound away. That's no, of course. I, he knew I, I don't, I don't know. Away, I don't know that he was think. I don't know that there was something about you know, that Giannis was following the stat padding conversation and was looking to pick up a triple double because of that. I don't know. I, I that's all right. Last thing, because I know I yeah, said I, I know. we said it'd yeah, be twenty minutes, and now, but, but just one last <laughs> well thing 40. quickly. Uh, just honest question here. How? Why isn't and it'd be so if it was Jokic, Luca, and Steph as the three leading candidates? I just, then to me you would dismiss the defensive side of the ball almost entirely, right? You'd be like none of them are help really helping you defensively, so it's kind of who hurts you the least, right? And that would actually of those three it'd be Jokic because Jokic's not like some horrific kills you defender. Now. They end up against the Lakers, and LeBron gives him the 1-5 pick-and-roll treatment for 40 possessions a night. We'll see. But when it's Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis, why do is the defensive end of it not disqualifying for Jokic right now? When I don't think it should be disqualifying. It should be considered. Heavily weighted. He- heavily weighted. And this is why it goes back to what I said about 10 minutes ago. If you made that poll today, it would be different. Well, call Tim to do it. You know how much work? Tell Tim, Tim has tell to deal with Tim me. I sent Tim. I sent Tim my list of fake ballots before I ever sent him a first one. Cam Thomas is at the top of my list every single time. Sam Hauser regularly makes a, an appearance, so it takes Tim way, some time to weed through. By the way, are your Celtics going to be okay? Yeah, it'll be better than Anthony Davis will in a couple of years. I'll tell you that much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I miss you, buddy. It's good to talk to you. You too. Nick Wright, check him out. First things first. What's Right Podcast. Always good to catch up, man. See you, man. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer, and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great-looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection, and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.